Hey, welcome to Let's Talk with your host, Kelvin Newkirk Jr. Listen, I'm so excited you're here. And let me tell you, this is the perfect podcast for you. Because on this podcast, we're going to have honest, open, and biblical conversations about things people love to talk about. Also about things people hate to talk about. So with that being said, let's hop into it. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk. Listen, I'm so happy you are here with me. This is the third episode of Let's Talk, and let me tell you, I am stoked. Like, I am so excited about this episode, and I was just talking with someone the other day, and I was like, you could be really surprised at how far you could push yourself and what you can do when you... Uh, go through prayer and where you really, really set an expectation for something. And I'm going to get into um, another time where an expectation was set and I feel like that expectation was met. But for right now, let's talk about this. <laughs> um, I have the tendency to ramble, so I'm trying not to ramble too much today. But I was talking with someone about how much you can surprise yourself. And I honestly believe that, man, like it's crazy How much you can surprise yourself when you set a goal, when you set a plan, when you pray over it, when you meditate over it, and when you really set attainable goals to get there. So um, I never saw myself being in this position to do anything like this. And I'm so excited that that I've actually set a plan in place and I played over and I prayed over it. Sorry, I prayed over it and stayed persistent in what I was trying to do. And so it's just awesome just to see how everything's coming together. I'm not this big podcaster or anything like that. I'm not a huge influencer. But in my eyes, I feel like I've accomplished my goal. If I never get any other downloads ever, if no one else ever listens to my content ever again, I can hang my hat on the fact that I stepped out in faith and I did something that I knew was right and that I knew I was called to do. And to me, I feel like I'm called to teach. I feel like I'm called to step out of the four walls in certain areas and in certain ways and influence others in different ways. And for me, I feel like God gave me this gift to be able to speak and to be able to articulate words to convince people and to persuade people and to talk to people. So why not do it for the person who gave me the gift? Why not do it for God? So with that being said, I just want to give you a disclaimer about my voice. (laughs) So hopefully you're not here for my voice today. Hopefully you're here for the content, because if you're here for my voice, I'm quite sure you probably have ushered yourself out of this episode already, but uh, my voice may sound a little faint or a little tired or partially gone or something like that, because over these past few days, I've had the wonderful opportunity to be with my church's awesome, amazing, wonderful youth group as we joined other North Carolina youth groups for a youth camp. It was amazing. It was awesome. This is another example of what happens when you set an expectation and your expectation gets met by God with a lot of prayer and supplication and all that good stuff. Um, And if anyone has been around a large group of kids like I have or a large group of youth or children like I have over these past few days, you know there's a lot. There's a lot of yelling involved. 
So that explains why my voice is like halfway gone or anything. So if I have to take pauses or if I have to just take a second and get myself together, um, please excuse me. Please, please excuse me because I'm going to need it today. So pray for your boy. Hopefully my voice comes back soon. Hopefully before Sunday. Uh, so let's get into the topic. All right. I don't want to ramble too much. So the topic we're talking about today is very important to me. In my opinion, it's the number one reason or one of the top reasons why people reject the faith. And it deeply hurts my heart because we can explain that God is real scientifically. We can explain that God is real historically. However, I think we're always missing a link when it comes to explaining how God can work in someone's situation right now in their life, through their pain, through their struggle, through their heartaches. So with that being said, let's talk about why bad things happen to good people. I think on the surface, this sounds like a good question. But as we start to peel back different layers of this question, we start to understand that it's flawed. It's really, really flawed. And I personally almost avoided discussing this topic, honestly. Like, I didn't really think that I was equipped enough with the wisdom to be able to explain this topic by the research, after uh, consulting some influences in my life. Um, hopefully, this makes sense to you as well as it made sense to me. Hopefully, it's able to set some people free. Hopefully, it's also able to give people some type of outline to go by when discussing this with people who aren't believers or people who are believers but in doubt or really when you're just in those times where you're alone and you're just like, hey, like I need something to remind me that God is still good in my life. Hopefully this can be an outline for that. I would love and I'll be honored and it'll be a privilege for me to be a part of you rededicating your life to Christ in an area where you feel like um, you may not have felt that God was good and you came to the realization that God was good. You're like, hey, like I listened to this episode of the podcast and it helped me. So I think that would be a wonderful, wonderful honor. But before we get too far into this discussion, there are some realities that have to be laid out, um, which is that the question should be reframed because the question I feel like, in my opinion, is flawed. And it should go from why do bad things happen to good people to just why bad things happen. And the reason why I feel like this question should be reframed is because, number one, there are no good people. No one is good um, in the in the way that we view people and the way that we view good. Sorry. Kingdom wise. In the world, we view good as just minding your business and doing what you're supposed to do, respecting people, obeying the laws. Stuff like that makes you good. Excuse me. However, kingdom-wise, we must understand that there is no such thing as good except for God. God is good. And so sin is our innate nature, and it blocks us from being good. Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 7 verse 20 says this. It says, indeed, there is no one on earth who is righteous no one who does what is right and never sins. So that gives insight that no one is good. And even Jesus says this. He says that no man is good except God. In Mark chapter 10, verse 18, Jesus says this. He says, 
He says, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. So let's answer the question of why bad things happen. Since we've already answered the question of why the original question should be reframed, let's jump into the answer of the question. And the answer to the question is pretty simple of why bad things happen. It would be sin. Due to the fall of man in Genesis 3, sin made its way into the world through Adam and Eve. And the terrible thing about sin, the terrible reality about sin is that we not only feel the effects of our own sin, but we also feel the effects of other people's sins. And that's terrible. One example that I kind of pulled from this is, let's say I wanted to use a rental car. And I do. And when I take it back to return it, I get charged extra for a smoke smell in the car. I get charged an extra fee. So even though I didn't smoke in the vehicle, the users of the car before, before I used it, their actions affected me. What they did wrong affected me. And ultimately, I ended up being charged for something that I really didn't even do. And so that's how sin works sometimes. Sometimes we don't we don't uh, really get the effects of our sin. Sometimes other people do. And so with that being said, like here's some things to consider that would change the perspective of someone who may ask this question. Right of of why bad things just happen in general. Like I get I get that sin, that sin is in the world and all that. But why does this have to happen to me? Why does this situation have to happen to me? Why am I hurting so bad? Why do I feel so much pain and turmoil in my heart and in my soul? And we're gonna get into this. We're gonna get into a perspective shift because when you shift the question, you can shift the perspective. I feel like they both can shift with each other. And here's one thing to consider, and that's that bad things do happen in this world. However, this world is not our end, right? It's not our ending place. It's not our ending point. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. It says, for this reason, we never become discouraged. Even though our physical being is gradually decaying, yet our spiritual being is renewed day after day. In this small temporary trouble we suffer will bring us a tremendous and eternal glory, much greater than the trouble. For we fix our attention not on things that are seen, but on things that are unseen. What can be seen lasts only for a time, but what cannot be seen lasts forever. I think Paul speaks so profound in this scripture. Because there is a reward waiting on us and it's worth all of the suffering we endure. That may not sound very good, but when you think about how short life can be, how easy it is for your life to be cut short. I mean, even Jesus says not to worry about tomorrow because today has his troubles of his own. You may not even see tomorrow. And that's the crazy thing. As I'm talking to you right now, I may not be able to listen to this podcast The next day, obviously, this is recorded before 10 o'clock on Friday, July 2nd, but I may not be able to make it to July 2nd at 10 o'clock to be able to hear it when it is first released on the different platforms that it's released on. So it's just crazy to think about that. 
And it just goes to really show that the life that we're living right now is so temporary. And the bodies that we're in and things like that is so temporary. So the pain that we feel, the things that we're feeling, ultimately is very temporary compared to the permanent thing that's on the that's on the other side of our pain and on our suffering. And so another thing to consider that kind of bounces off of that is that the bad can ultimately be used for good. And I've noticed that really, really good testimonies that create a really huge impact and effect on someone's life come out of some of the worst situations. And I know that doesn't sound too appealing. Also, it may discredit smaller testimonies, which I'm not saying that smaller testimonies aren't important, but I'm saying that that sometimes really, really big testimonies and sometimes really relatable testimonies come out of some of the worst, some of the absolute worst situations. One scripture that I could kind of pin to this specific point, it comes out of Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And it says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. If you are a believer of Jesus Christ, if you accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, God has a plan and a purpose for you. I'm willing to say God has a plan and purpose for everyone, but I'm talking specifically to believers because you have to accept God or receive the love of God or or receive salvation to have the opportunity to actually walk into the purpose of God. So, With that being said, all believers have a purpose, right? And so I really believe that God is working everything out for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So let's go into the third point. The third point would be that the bad can better equip us. It can equip us for ministry. It can equip us for becoming a better parent. It can equip us from becoming a better friend, becoming a better boyfriend or girlfriend, becoming a better spouse, a better husband, a better wife, becoming a better brother or a better sister. It can help us ultimately become better people in general, right? Take me, for instance. Um, I was raised without my biological father being around very much, um, even now, um, me and my biological father don't have crazy amounts of memories to look back on. However, um, you know, that is something that he did, and that's something that was something that I was affected by. That's a good way to say it. But it affected me in two ways. It hurt me, but because it hurt me, it caused me to have a drive to one day become a better father than he was. And that's not discrediting who he is as a person. That's not discredit that's not discrediting anything like that because I honestly believe that he's an amazing person. However, I believe that he didn't adequately fill his role as a father figure in my life. So therefore, that drove me to realize that hey, when I have a child, it is my responsibility to be the best father I can be. Also, it made me realize that I don't need a biological father to have an awesome father figure in my life because my pastor has played an awesome role as a father figure in my life. Some of my mentors played an awesome role as a father figure in my life. My great grandfather, rest his soul, who just passed away um, earlier this year, he played the ultimately biggest role as a father figure in my life. 
and realizing that God can play that role also. And he does play that role because he's the father to the fatherless. He's the mother to the motherless also. And so the bad in our lives can ultimately help build character that can help us help bring other people to Christ through our testimonies and through our walks of faith and things like that. And so it reminds me of a scripture in the Bible that comes out of James chapter one, verse two, starting at verse two, ending at verse number three. It says, my friends, consider yourselves fortunate when all kinds of trials come your way. For you know that when your faith succeeds in facing such things, the result is the ability to endure. And I remember this hearing saying that God gives the tough battles to the strong soldiers. And I believe that there's some truth inside of that. I really do. And I believe that that this scripture really, really fits this point really, really well. And so that leads to my next point. And my next point is really, I mean, it just, it really blows my mind because I never thought about this this way, but it's that the worst thing happened to the best person. Literally it did. And let's look at Romans chapter five, verse eight. It says, but God has shown us how much he loves us. It was while we were still sinners that Christ died for us. Let's look at Romans chapter six, verse 23. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Jesus suffered the worst for us. My voice, I'm sorry, this is so off topic. My voice just cracked. Oh my goodness. I'm starting to realize how much um, you need a voice when you're doing something like this. But getting back, getting back, seriously, Jesus suffered the worst for us. And so I think there's some hope in that. And our hope is in the fact that Jesus is no stranger to our pain because he suffered the worst pain anyone could suffer. I think he suffered in a way, emotional pain. I think he suffered obviously physical pain, mental pain, and spiritual pain. Just for us, just for us. And so one thing that I realized is that ultimately God does work everything together for our good, right? He knows the whole puzzle while we're just focusing on our single piece of the puzzle. And so the change of the questions, like I said before, offer the change of perspectives. And I'm going to get into that right now. And our perspective changes from how big our problems are, right? Like, why does bad things happen to good people? I feel like I'm doing so good in life. I feel like I'm being such a good person. Why does all this bad have to happen to me, right? I'm going through this. I'm going through that. I'm going through these problems. And that's not discrediting the fact that we do have problems that are really big. That's not discrediting the fact that we have burdens in our life that are so heavy, so, so, so heavy. I mean, you know, I find myself a little more fortunate because I didn't go through a lot of stuff that other people had to go through. I don't find myself um, in a position where I dealt with maybe abusive situations or situations where I may have been sexually assaulted and things like that, Um, you know, at a young age or coming up. Or I may not have found myself in a position where I didn't have anyone at all, a father or a mother, or I suffered grief at a very, very young age, losing a mother or a father. I 
I find myself pretty fortunate and pretty blessed in that area. But one thing I do think that we all can relate to each other on is that sometimes our problems seem really, really big in our lives. No matter what they are, sometimes our problems seem really big to us because your perception is your reality. And so how you what you sit determines what you see and what you see determines what you do. So, yeah, I may think that this little, little situation is is big at the time, but it matters and it's big to me at that time. And it's a huge problem. However, when you change your question, it can go from how big our problems are to how big our God is. And I think that's so important because when you say, hey, why are all these bad things happening to all these good people around me? Or I feel like I'm being such a good person. Why is all this bad happening to me? You start to pay attention to how big your problems are. However, when you ask yourself, why are all these bad things just happening? Like, why are all these bad things happening? You start to realize how good God is. And I know that doesn't make sense at first. I know that does that may not that may not sound so good. But it may help you to realize that even though there's bad that happens, we still serve a God that's so good that he provides a permanent home for us that's greater than our temporary trouble. Right? That goes along with point number one. He also works everything out for our good, even what the enemy plans to do to destroy us. Even the enemy's plans in our life, God still works everything out for the good, right? My mind is going to the story of Jacob, right? When Jacob was thrown into jail and sold into slavery by his brothers, right? When he went through all this, all this stuff, all this mess, when he was starved and, and he was hungry, one day, it ended up becoming one of his strengths. And one day, he ended up preventing a huge famine that was planned to come over the land or a huge famine that was predicted to come over the land. He was able to save the whole nation, a whole nation from a huge famine that was coming. He never would have been able to do that if he wouldn't have went through the area of time where he knew what it was like to be hungry. Right. And even though in those situations where he was sold into slavery, when he was in jail, even though in those situations it may not have seemed good, hindsight being 2020 at the end of his life, when he was in a position where he was able to save the nation from the famine, he was able to look back and say, hey, I went through that to, to get me where I am now. I went through that to build my character to where I am now. Also, we serve a God that's so good that he gives us tools to reach the loss through our hurts and through our pains. Also, he just simply gives us wisdom through our hurts and through our pains, right? My great-grandmother can tell me how important it is for me to try to get an education so that I'm able to, to not work as hard as she worked when she had to work in the fields and things like that because she worked in the field. She worked... Um, cropping tobacco. She worked uh, shucking corn. She worked doing all these huge, hard manual labor jobs. And so through our physical hurts and pains, she she's able to build wisdom to let me know, hey, it's important for you to work on this area of your life, to, to work on this particular strength, because it's going to cause you to work a little bit smarter and not as hard as I worked. It's going to cause you to work in a to work in an environment 
that's not going to hurt you or that's not going to put you in a position to where you're 96 years old and it's and you barely can get around and move around the way you want to. Also, lastly, we serve a God so good, even in the bad in our life, that he sent his son to die for us, even though we didn't deserve it. Even though our situation is really, really that bad, we have the hope of our salvation. And so my mind goes to Psalms when when David or when other psalmists were talking about you know, even though I'm going through this bad stuff in my life, even though this situation in my life is happening, there's still hope in the fact that I am saved. There's still hope in the fact that I have eternal life and that what's on the other side of this pain and this trouble is greater than anything I can go through right now. So today, I really encourage you, no matter where you are in your life, to remember how good God is. And how big he is compared to your problems. Because when you think about how big God is, it really, really paints a picture of how minute and how small your problems are. So I just really, really hope that you meditate and you pray on that. And I really, really hope that you're able to affect someone else's life. Or that you're able to talk to someone else and give them pointers on how God... It's affecting their pains and their troubles right now in their life, right now. And so with that being said, I love you and I thank you for joining me. And I cannot wait to talk to you next week. But until then, I catch you later. Bye bye.